Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. I want to continue on um, with the, uh, the, the, the series that we've been doing over the past couple of weeks. And um, uh, Rachel Imasides, Imasides, <laughs> uh, started it off and kicked it off last Sunday night. Um, and uh, I wasn't here for this morning, but uh, Suzanne preached uh, this morning um, on that second part. And so tonight we're going to follow on as well, PM services, we're going to follow on this series. Uh, we want to be able to just really communicate this through uh, both services because it, we really, really do believe in the importance of this and, um, and uh, doing life together. And, and, and you know what? It, it's, it's amazing. God actually commands it in Scripture that we do this uh, together. You know, we do life together. We do Christianity together. We don't do it alone. And, and, and who knows that commands, um, they shouldn't be burdensome. Yeah? They should be, they, they actually are for our good. Uh, whenever God commands something in the Bible, it is for our good. We should, and we should, un- we should understand that. So, um, Anyway, I, I, I'm, a, um, um, I'm a firm believer in this because, again, it's, it's scriptural and, um, and I, I, I've benefited from this personally. We, um, we love doing life together with people around our lives. It it's just certainly is an amazing thing and obviously um, something that God's put in place. But before I start, let's pray. Amen. Father, we... Um, we thank you so much for the opportunity of being together in this place um, and um, where we can worship you, where we can open up the word and preach and uh, listen to what you have to say. And uh, we, don't, we don't want to take it for granted that we do this every Sunday. We don't want to take it for granted, Holy Spirit, that you speak to us all the time. And... Uh, where many gather uh, all around the world, they, they actually get persecuted for it. But God, we, we, we gather under no persecution and freely. And uh, as we open up the Bible, that we get to preach it without um, persecution, um, without putting, getting put in, in, into jail. And God, that is a liberty that we have in this awesome country. But we know that times are going to get tough. We know that your word says that, that there are going to be difficult times and, and we must cling on to, to the truths that are in this book. And I ask that you, Holy Spirit, tonight will speak to us, encourage us, and stir us up. Amen. Amen, amen. So I want you to turn to Hebrews um, chapter 10. We... Um, we I, my wife and I, we run a connect group, um, and one of their, well, we run two connect groups, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Thanks for the use. Um, and uh, we, one of the main verses of scripture that, 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 that I can sort of put a vision to in our connect group is, is this one. And it's just one that's always been on my heart. It's one that's always, um, that I've always sort of held on to. And, um, and I want to share that verse of Scripture with you tonight. Can I do that? And uh, so I want to unpack this uh, little by little. It's not going to take long. It's all right. Don't freak out. Uh, I just thought, 
So Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23 says this. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, and not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. As you see the day drawing near. So I want to bring out four points out of this, or four illustrations out of this text. So I want to unpack it uh, for you, and I uh, just want to—I uh, really pray that you do see the importance of this and um, and uh, what it's saying here. So one of the things we did when um, one of the things we do in our connect group is we we go through uh, um, um, books of the Bible. We've just recently finished Hebrews, so this is quite fresh for me and for us, um, and it was just a. a phenomenal book to go through and uh we we recently recently read this actually and it was just really good to just get encouraged by this so um what's it saying here verse 23 says this let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering the the confession of our hope but what is that hold fast so what's what's the writer saying what's he encouraging us to do he, the whole book of Hebrews is essentially the purpose of it is to encourage us um, to persevere in our faith. It, the whole book is written to 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 uh, um, to people to just say persevere, stay strong, keep the you know just 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 in, in, by encouraging each other by warnings that if you if you don't keep the commands you'll fall away etc etc it's a warning it's a way that god keeps us to persevere it's a way that god uses us as saints christians to continue to the end and um and and, and so it's saying here hold um hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering and know this, that he who promised is faithful. Jesus who promises is faithful. We understand that. We know that God, what he says, is going to come to pass. We know that he is faithful. And um, what he has started, he'll finish. But what he's saying as well is we need to hold on um, firm. So, on the back of that, verse 24 says this, and let us consider, let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works. Stir one another. Does it say, does it say for the pastor or the preacher to stir you up? It says to stir one another. I, I just find this text here um, narrowing down to 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 specific belief or to believers in, in general but to encourage uh specific groups to get together do life together to encourage each other and stir each other up uh it's 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 it's, it's, it's the essence of this text is that so number one is this we encourage one another god's plan for our good is that much of our encouragement come from other Christians speaking the word of God into our lives and praying for us. We constantly, um, on a Wednesday night, we one of the first things we do is we have tea. I know. 
tea. And uh, we drink tea, we eat biscuits. Nathan eats all the biscuits. Um, and, uh, you know, it, we, we, sometimes people bake. And, and, and what we do, we get together and we talk. Talk about anything, the day, the week, what's happening, uh, uh, the latest thing. Last week we were talking about politics, uh, you know, all sorts of things. And, you know, um, doesn't, that, that part of the night is very significant and, and it's just, it's fellowship. It's talking, it's doing life together in that sense, coming together over some food and drink and talking. And uh, that goes for about an hour. Um, and then the other hour and a half is, is spent in, in, in prayer and the Word. So we, we, we get around the Word, we, we, we pray, we pray for each other, and then we get around the Word and we let the Holy Spirit literally minister to us and teach us. And then what we do is with that Word that we receive as we read, we get to uh, um, interject our thoughts. But in doing so, we stir one another up to this point's very 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 important and this is my second point we stir up one another to love and good works the purpose of stirring isn't just for personal gain although it does have that benefit but it is also for community to stir one another up for love and good works. The good works part is the part where we then do the ultimately good works. When it talks about it in the Bible, it's talking about a work that ultimately uh, uh, um, um, comes to the point of the gospel, right? So whatever it may be, that good work, the, it is a means to an end, the end being uh, um, the gospel being preached. So to when you stir one another up in love, love, is such a it's a thing that binds and good works how can we encourage each other to continue to share our faith to continue to to do whatever we need to do throughout the week um, to demonstrate our faith as well and often often we find us it's difficult to um, do that unless you get encouraged how you know when you when you go when you do something um, that's important and you know you should be doing um, when you don't get encouragement from someone you almost tend to leave it in the back burner it's something that you just don't think about very often but one of the things that, that, that scripture continually teaches us to do is to make disciples to go and make disciples in order to go we need to in, in essence it doesn't mean it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go overseas you can just do that in your area of influence in your family in your work and uh, that's a difficult task. Obviously, if you do it in your own strength, we don't do it in our own strength. Amen. We do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. But we need encouragement so that it keeps, us on, keeps it on the forefront of our mind and everything culminates to the praise and glory of, to our God. Amen. So, so we stir... One another, one another up to love and good works. God's purpose is that this mutual encouragement functions to stir us up and to let it outwork into the 
outside. Let it, let, let it emanate outside during the week in our workplaces, in the schools, in our families. Let what we've been reading so stir us up that it doesn't just stay in here. We've got an awesome news. The awesome news that Jesus came, lived the life we couldn't live, lived the perfect life. He died in our place so that we didn't have to. He rose again all so that we can be with the Father. And there is no other way except for the, through the Son. There, there is a magnificent news because it's, it, it doesn't involve your own. It involves the... This is cutting up. Change the mic. All right. Which one? Oh, okay. I'll go red. I like red. Point number three is this. I'm going to move quickly. We gather. The, this meeting together is not merely a... And this is the thing. We gather often here on a Sunday. Yeah? We come on Sunday, we gather. The difference between gathering here on a Sunday and gathering uh, or doing life together um, midweek or whenever it may be is that in this scenario, in a large group of people, it is difficult to have a, a meaningful one-on-one and, a, and, and deep conversations or deep relationships to form where it's a lot easier for deep relationships to form and to do life together when you're in a smaller group or a smaller community. It is, it is, it is far more difficult in a larger group of people. Often what happens is you, yeah, it, I'm, I'm not diminishing the gathering together on a Sunday by all means, but I'm, I'm, I'm showing you the contrast between gathering in big groups and small groups. Uh, and doing life together with the people that God has gathered around you. We get to minister to one another, stir one another up. It says in verse 25, not neglecting the meeting together as is the habit of some. It was the habit of some in this, in this, in this, at this time here. It was at the, it was the, it was some people were neglecting to meet together. It says here, but encouraging one another. Encouraging one another. Encouraging one another. You can only do that when you're in a small setting, small group. Encourage each other. Why? Because you know the person next to you. Or you know the person who's, who's around you. You know the person who you're talking to. It's not just chit-chatter. It's not just a, a surface levels conversation. Here's a teaser. Here's a uh, quote from um, um, the Purpose Driven Life book. Rick Warren says this, in real fellowship, people experience authenticity. Authentic fellowship is not superficial, surface level chit chat. It is genuine heart to heart, sometimes gut level sharing. It happens when people get honest about who they are and what happens in their lives. And it is so important. So we gather. And number four is this, especially as the day approaches. That's um, here, encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. The day, capital D, meaning the day when Jesus returns. 
even more so as we get closer to Jesus' second coming, we are to gather and not neglect as some do. Why? That's the question I ask. Why is it that it's more so important as it gets further on along the track? Why? Because it is going to be difficult even more so to be a Christian than it is now. It's going to get more difficult. I know this is very encouraging. It's going to get more difficult and more difficult and more difficult to be a Christian, a genuine believer, as the day approaches. Why? Because the world is getting wickeder. and Is that a word? Wickeder and wickeder. <laughs> So what happens, you see society, and it's already pushed the churches away. It's already pushing church. That's, that's, that's old school. That's not, that's not cool anymore. You already see governments just trying to push in uh, the, 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 um, the values, values, the values of the world, or lack of. And, um, and already we are seeing like churches... Um, and um, organizations being slammed for preaching the word and not being um, fair to, 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 to others because the Bible's so narrow-minded. Yeah, the Bible is narrow-minded. The Bible is truth. The Bible is the word of God. He's already spoken it. It's truth. It's what's going to set people free. Anything outside of this is error. So what happens when you preach truth? Of course it's going to be narrow. There's only one truth. Amen? So what people are going to say, well, that's your point of view, or that's just a narrow-minded thing, uh, kind of, um, of thinking. No, it's not. It's actually truth. There's only one truth. And anything that's not truth is a lie. So what happens is when you preach truth, yes, it's going to be narrow-minded. People aren't going to like that. It's going to be harder. So what happens is you as a Christian, you may get discouraged if you're on your own. You may get discouraged. Often you will get discouraged in your faith because we are out there in the world, not of the world, but out there in the world and trying to make a difference and be influential and preaching the truth. And what happens is it's encouraging us to get together, do life together. Why? So that we can stir each other up, encourage each other, because it's going to be difficult to be a Christian, because you may get let down. You may get persecuted. In fact, you will get persecuted. It's just a matter of time. And... Um, it's just we need that encouragement from other Christians to say, that's okay, I'm with you. It's okay, you're preaching the truth, just, you, you, you're living the truth. It's okay, I'm with you, I'm with you. Amen? See, it's a command, but it's good for us. It's good for us. It's, it's, it's a good thing. One of the things that we should really learn this is from the early church. And the early church gives us a beautiful example, and I've got three minutes a beautiful example of what it looks like or what church looks like. Um, and um, th th this, is, this is something that we started doing. Again, we, we finished Hebrews, we're starting Acts, I'm really excited about it. So um, we're, we're, we're going through, um, I was going through this and I saw it and it just reminded me how, how the early church started. And um, Peter get, uh, gets up and he, 
and he, and he preaches the dynamic message, uh, 3,000 people get saved, and then this happens. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer, and all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling the possessions and belongings and distributing their proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their home, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. I want to draw your attention to verse 20, 46. It says, And day by day, attending the temple and breaking bread in their home. Is that clear that this church were attending the temple, temple, everyone, and then also meeting in their home? Why? Because of the importance of doing life together. Because of the importance of being in that fellowship of believers where you can stir each other up and encourage each other. The importance of that is, is, is tremendous. So, so a few things that, that, that outlines here is that they were devoted to teaching. They, they, they devoted themselves to the teaching, to the fellowship, to prayer. They were in awe of God. Uh, they were directing people's eyes to God through the means of signs and wonders. Now, I just want to this is something that, I mean, I, I, they, were, they were seeing signs and wonders. That's amazing. I mean, here, here it says, and, and all came upon every soul, and many signs and wonders were being done through the apostles. The signs and wonders were not the end. They were a means to an end. Amen? So, I, I, I mean, there are whole ministries that, are, that, that, that I, I think that there's almost like their focus is the signs and wonders, signs and wonders, signs and wonders. It's almost like looking at that sign over there and going over there and going, oh, I love their exit sign, and there's a fire in here. It's the exit signs is the means to an end. It's the means for me to get out that door and escape, but it's not for me to sit under it. So what's saying here is these people were doing signs and wonders and praise God for the signs and wonders and they need to happen, yes, but it's a means to get people to look to God and not the signs and wonders, amen? So what happens is they were in awe of God. The whole purpose of, of gathering together, being encouraged for all this happening is so that we can then love God more, love God more. Um, they were generous with their belongings, and those people who had need, they just gave it. There was generosity. They gathered in the temple in their homes. They, they were glad and generous hearts. They were praising God and they had favor with people. This all happened in the early church. And if I can get the band out, that would be great. And I love, I love how that's such a beautiful example of what church looks like, of what church should look like today too. And, um, and I love how we, as a church, are encouraging each other, encouraging uh, um, each other to, to do life together because we know the importance of it. We know the importance of getting together, gathering for the purpose of, so that we can be in awe of God more and more, more and more. Often, in our in our world, we, we, we get distracted and sidetracked. And, and, and I find myself, a lot, a lot of the times, I, I need that encouragement. I need to be getting to the Word 
by myself but with others and just getting encouraged and getting fed and, um, and, and refocus. It's such an important thing. Our love for one another is a lifestyle, not just a weekly activity. It's a lifestyle. God never intended us to do life solo, but rather to do life with the community of believers. It doesn't mean that you have to spend every waking moment with these people, but it does mean that it's more than just chit-chat with the person you're sitting next to. It does mean that it needs to go deeper into the point where you know about that person. When they're going through hardship, you can pray with that person. When you, you know the ins and outs of what's happening, um, that's what it means. All this develops this, an awe for our God. All this develops into an awe for our God. He revealed more of himself, his love, his power, his glory. And so he awakened greater affections for himself. More and more often we say, God, show me, show me. I want to hear your voice. I want to, I want to, you know, I want to draw closer to you. And that is a genuine desire and a heartfelt yearn that we must have. But how, how often is it we cry out to God, we cry out to God and we, God, can you speak to me? Can you show me? Can you speak to me? And we've got this Bible closed. All we have to do is open it and we'll hear his voice. If you want to hear it audibly, just read it out loud. <laughs> and then... <laughs> 